Hello, my name is Monica Kretschmer, and I'm the founder and CEO of the Universal Women's Network, Women of Inspiration Awards, and this is the Women of Inspiration Podcast, where we speak with women who lead, inspire, and motivate. These are women who pave the road less traveled and inspire others to dream big. So today is a very special guest. She is one of our 100 Women of Inspiration book contributors, um, Di Gallo and Diana after Princess Diana, right? Um, so we're speaking with Di today and we're learning all about her career path, which is incredible. She has a, just, I can't wait um, to have this conversation with you because your career path is something where you work with all of the great big companies in the digital marketing world. Like you've touched all of them. Mm -hmm. So Di. How, how, what was your career path about? And this is what I find so interesting. I mean, sometimes people, they, they touch one great big company, but you've touched all of them. And it really, I, I still think digital marketing is such a new, how would you say industry uh, or kind of a career path really. So how did you actually start? Yeah. Um, so hello. Um, and I'm really excited to be here. So thank you, first and foremost, for having me here. Um, yeah, it, in terms of the, the career path, it, it wasn't linear by any means. And in terms of working with so many different organizations, I'm so grateful that that's happened. I mean, I started in like when I was in university, it was all about mass communications and really excited about what the future held didn't know what that meant really. It was just like, wow, we're learning some exciting things. I'll deal with it after I graduate. And then I graduated and I ended up in film. Like my first sort of gig was this film industry, but it was more behind the scenes, creating media kits. It was good, like who doesn't love film, but it sort of wasn't where I needed to be. And, and then it just, one conversation, on a plane to New York led to me working uh, and starting my career path in, in digital marketing. But back then it wasn't really digital marketing. It was sort of this online, it was like web 2.0, you know, all of these other sort of terms that we gave it. And only now are we sort of really flushing it out in terms of digital marketing, social media, like all of these really exciting things that people hear about every single day. Um, so yeah, I, I was at, you're right, like I was at Bell, I was at Rogers, um, had an opportunity to be at Cineplex and lead a team there, um, was at Indigo, and I did large organizations across various industries, but then I also pivoted and did sort of new technology. So I worked in blockchain, I worked in direct-to-consumer and startup, um, and then now sort of, you know, lead educator at sort of BrainStation, again, digital marketing. So exciting, a really exciting path and it's not over, right? So I no, mean, it's still lots ahead, don't know what it is, but still lots ahead for me. Well, I can see, um, like, I just look at your career path and I think, wow, you know, there's so many young women that are, you know, listening or watching and they're like, I want to do what she does when I grow up. So, mm. you know, going from film, then getting into, let's just, we're going to call it digital marketing. We're going to forget yeah. about whatever they classified that as before. But I mean, this is not going to go away anywhere soon. It's a big piece of a corporate brand. Mm -hmm. um, so how did you make that connection from film? You said that you had a, you know, an interesting plane ride that opened up a door yep. for you. So let's talk about that first step in sort of, you know, taking those opportunities as well. I want to talk about reaching for something because that's also another area that, you know, women, you know, we need to get better at is, you know, yep. if we don't know all the answers, let's just go for it. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And I think, so if, if we take a step back from film, it was, for me, it was this idea of loved technology. And I think for me, it was just what it could do. Like the things that, that it can allow for was, was really, really exciting. And what I also loved was things like film, right? I love to shop, like, you know, so there's all of these things that I love. And then there's this thing called technology that's really cool and exciting. And for me was, you know, bridging it together but not really understanding how to bridge it together and that's where things like social media and digital marketing helped me bring the two together so i didn't have to give up 
my love for film, my love for shopping and all of that. And I did not have to give up this excitement that I had around technology, right? So for me, digital marketing allowed me to do both, which for me is the best of both worlds, right? So that's what happened, was really about um, being able to do that. And that opportunity that you talk about sort of in, in my flight to New York was really just, there was a woman beside me and, and I wish I remember her name, but I just, we just had a great conversation and it was just all about sort of what she does, what I do. And she was the one that was talking about she was at Sympatico at the time and now owned, well, then owned by Bell as well, but was really this internet company. They were trying to do really cool and exciting things. And I was like, wow, I mean, how do, how do I get myself there? And so you kind of reach out, you send in your resume, just talk about why you want to be there. And lo and behold, I've got a really awesome opportunity at Sympatico that started really opening up my mind and really getting me excited about, okay, this thing that is now termed social media is now termed digital marketing is the path that I'm going to be in and I'm going to stay in. It, I might do it in different companies. I might do it differently depending on where I'm at, but it, it's where I should be. And lo and behold, I'm still, I'm still in it. So and how many years ago was that? Oh my gosh. Um, I'm dating myself. Like it feels like it's going to be two decades almost, right? Like it feels like it's two decades, but it's just evolved in terms of what it always was. I mean, this online space has existed for a very long time. It's just, you know, as technology changes, as people's expectations and what we want changes, so too will it evolve. But just being in the space and being early on in the space is, was both a blessing and also a curse because you're, you're too ahead of your time, right? I, I always felt that. I always felt that it was just, you know, you bring forth these amazing ideas and it's like, ah, oh, company's not ready, even though your pitch is great. And then in hindsight, you're like, remember that idea? <laughs> it was a good one, wasn't it? Well, we're a little bit late now, but you know, and I don't, I don't mind, right? I think it's just, it, it's exciting. And you always bring those ideas to the table and, and you know what, some brands latch on and those are the brands that you see really doing exceptionally well. And I've been grateful to be part of those organizations. So, so yeah. So just well, excited. Yeah. Say that is totally trailblazing because now, I mean, there's so many people that aren't even on social media now, like, you know, mm -hmm. uh, surprising, <laughs> but surprising. Yes. but I mean, so how have you seen, I mean, so it was like the bigger companies before, and now it's just like, now it's kind of like personally and professionally, everybody's got a business channel, but they've also got a personal channel. So how important is it? to build your brand and if you don't even have like a social media presence right now and i know that there's lots of women in our network that mm -hmm. are busy building their businesses but they haven't really spent the time really getting that social media aspect done how important is it yeah great question and you're so right i think that a lot of us think of how do we build our social and digital presence for the brand either we're building or the brand we're working with and leading together, right? And we kind of neglect ourselves and it's a shame. I think that we need to, I think now more so than ever because in building a brand, it's this thing, right? And that's great that you're doing a great job to build its social presence, its digital presence, but you can't ever lose sight of yourself because you too are a brand. And if you own your own business, if you will, people want to know about the person behind that brand, right? And so you need to, in parallel, start building that out. So like, be the authentic you, like, who are you? You know, what, what got you to this place? Why is it that you're starting this business? People want to know all of that. And the business profiles, you know, your business brand on Facebook may or may not talk about that, maybe. But you as the individual, the person that's leading this team that founded this company, that's where people will gravitate towards, right? Because they want to learn about that. And, and it's not to say that you have to be everywhere, right? There's TikTok, there's Snapchat, there's, you know, Instagram, there's Facebook, there's Twitter, there's LinkedIn, Pinterest, like, and I can go on and on. You don't have to be on all of them. You just have to be in the place that I always say where you're most comfortable and the people that you want to talk to are also present right so and start there right and it doesn't have to be so difficult it could just be like sometimes people are excited about 
the books you're reading, the music you're listening to, the podcast you listen to, you walking your dog, you know, your tip for the day, you know, what gets you motivated every single day. People care about that, right? We want to be able to relate to people. I don't know that we necessarily relate to brands. We kind of do sometimes, but it's usually the people behind the brand that we relate to. So I think we should start. I think people that aren't on it should start, but start with one because it, it can be overwhelming otherwise because we always think of it as yet another task and it shouldn't it should just feel like as if you're going to do a journal almost think of it now you're doing it in a digital space instead and just integrate it into your everyday and i feel like it it is possible um so i think people just need to start and just pick one i think what happens is we we assume we have to be on every single channel and that's 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 difficult to manage even as someone that's always in the digital space very difficult to manage so i would say start with one maybe two but definitely one well that's great advice and i know i'm a big fan of that i also believe um it's like oh this is a complicated one but you have to have a vision right you have to have you have to think bigger than you are right now mm -hmm. um from the get-go so if you are said businesswoman and you're starting, you're building your empire, think about where that empire is in 10, 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you do not have your personal brand established and your .com of your name, number one. Right, right. Grab your handles on all the mm -hmm. networks. Even if you don't choose to activate them all, you have access to them. But if somebody comes in and takes one of those pieces from your empire vision there, then mm. you've got some challenges. You might have to rebrand some of them to make them all fit or be consistent. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I think you're, you're right in that, you know, there's you as the individual will always be you as that individual, regardless of where you are in your life. You might start multiple businesses, you might shut down some because of COVID and other sort of external factors, start new organizations, work for different organizations. But then what is the constant is you and your brand. So if you start building that out now, then regardless of what brand you're helping or what brand you're starting or what business you're starting, the constant is always going to be you, right? And you'll always have content for that because it's talking about what you're doing today and maybe what you're planning for tomorrow. So yeah, I, I think for sure um, people should think about that and, and put that as part of their own like personal strategy in terms of what that looks like and, and just map it out. And you're right, like, you know, acquire whatever it is that you need to squat those handles that you need to and that's all good um but but do pick one right like what you don't want to do is just sit on them and do nothing with it you really want to start building out just just who you are and i think the brand will come out of that right like it, it a lot of times it just comes out of just what you like talking about the most and sometimes it's just talking about food talking about wellness and that may not have anything to do with the business you're running. It may not have anything to do with businesses that you're leading or helping to establish and lead, but it's you as an individual outside of whatever that organization is. So yeah, I think it's it's a it's a great thing for people to start and why not just start now? You know, just, just do it. <laughs> as, as I think Nike once sort of said. <laughs> Well, I, I know that the um, there's a couple barriers that most women face is number mm -hmm. one time. Yeah, right. Fair point. There's so many hours in the day, and number sure. two, scared of the spotlight. Mm hmm. Yeah. So that confidence. That. Oh, but my little voice. Why would anybody want? So to me, it almost is like building. It's it's like that resume, mm -hmm. right? So it's like building building that personal resume um, for yourself, things that you uh, value, you believe in, and that does support your brand story. But how do people get over kind of that fear of being in the spotlight? You know, everybody's doing TikTok videos and dancing and doing hmm. crazy things. That's not for everybody. No. Right? Um, no. But, you know, how can we encourage more women? And I think this is really going to be important is to use their voice for good, right? Know that that 
that spotlight is not a bad thing, but a good thing because it helps elevate others to use their voice as well. So how would you coach somebody over getting that fear of that social media fear of, oh my God, it's public. I don't want to be in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it, it's one that many face, like uh, regardless of age, I think too. And I think it's because they go and consume content on platforms like TikTok. And so they make the assumption that, oh my gosh, well, I'm not a good dancer. I don't like being from the camera. I don't like this. I don't like that. And so they're already putting barriers. And so they never start. And I always approach it by what is that one thing that you just like doing every single day that doesn't feel like a chore, right? That's what you should talk about. And then I get, well, you know, it's not going to go viral and not everyone's going to care about it. And I'm like, you know what? There are millions and billions of people in the world. There is a group of people that will love your content and find it something that they will gravitate towards, find something that they will find either entertaining, very helpful, educational, whatever that may be. Um, and you just need to do it. I feel what happens is that we we put ourselves with barriers already. And so it's like, well, I can't do that and I can't do that. And I'm always about, well, don't think about what you can do. What is it that you really just thoroughly just really enjoy doing, right? Is it going for walks? Then talk about that, why you do it, right? Is it reading books? Talk about that. Is it, you know, walking your dog? Is it about taking care of yourself or your inner self? talk about that right i think people want to hear about real experiences and that's not something that you can script that's not something that you fabricate so it comes from a very genuine place and as long as you can find that you will have an abundance of content because that's just who you are right you you can't ever not have enough content for that so i think that's where people should start and and maybe don't pick tiktok as your first one it's video is not for you right if you feel that you're better with some text and some images because it's easier for you to create than do things like Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn, right? Like don't start where you already feel like there's a barrier because you're not good at, let's say, creating video content. Then don't start on TikTok, don't start on YouTube, try the other channels that allow for things like images and just text, so. And yeah. so let me ask you, what are some of your favorites? Of uh, platforms? Of platforms. Yeah, you're probably asking the wrong person because I love a lot of them for different reasons. Like I'm on Instagram all the, I think Facebook is the one that I use the least, but I do use it. And that's because I've got like family and friends on it, but I'm on Instagram a lot. I love Twitter because for me, that's like my everyday consumption of just content and like what's happening. Um, LinkedIn is the same. And I also use LinkedIn as a platform to share a lot of my sort of everyday knowledge. Just I'm all about giving back kind of thing um and i love tiktok just i consume a lot on tiktok i mean when you've got some time and what i love about tiktok is that it's the technology aspect of it and the fact that you've got young like different generations using that platform and i think if people actually hang out on it a lot they'll start seeing that it's more than just dancing like people are using it to create their personal resumes people are using it to talk about the books they're reading people are using it for financial advice or at least trying to make it less complicated for a generation that maybe doesn't understand it right so i think if people can sort of look past the dancing they'll see that there's a lot that happens on the platform and i say that for instagram and all the other platforms right um you know there's there's good in all of them and i think it's and you don't always have to be the one creating that content right so maybe tick maybe twitter becomes that place where you just use to consume get inspired take that inspiration and create content that you then post on instagram let's say or you post on linkedin or a platform that is one that you're most comfortable in is sort of how i would look at it but yeah i, I love pinterest like i love all of them but i think for me it comes from a place because I live it and breathe it every single day and it's hard to just pick one. Um, probably not a fair question because I won't be able to. <laughs> well, I am completely on the same wavelength. You know my accounts and I have a yes. lot of them. Yes. And yes. I am not on TikTok yet because yes. I can't see myself dancing. I do that in my kitchen alone. 
Um, Fair point. <laughs> just saying. I cranked up music really loud, but I just, I haven't come to the place where I'm going to actually videotape myself doing that silly stuff. So who knows? Who knows? The road show is coming. You might see a little Correct. bit more Correct. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe, and maybe on TikTok. <laughs> maybe on TikTok. Who knows? Correct. But I think it is really exciting, you know, to be so involved with something that is constantly changing. And I love how you said this is my career path and I know I'm going to be in it for a very long time because it's constantly evolving. So let's talk about that. I mean, since you've been in this space for you said almost two decades, what are some of the biggest things that you've noticed in this space as the evolution? Mm. And what do you get more excited about as you know, we're coming out of like a global pandemic and seeing kind of the upsurge on, you know, these technology platforms? Mm -hmm. Yeah, great question. Like, I think, I mean, when people think about it, like all of these platforms, these social media platforms that we love so much, they're just a technology platform, right? Without content, whether it's brands creating it or whether it's you and I creating it and people like us, there's nothing there, right? But what excites me is that the what how people are using the platform informs how the technology evolves and just the fact that technology continues to evolve informs how people are using the platform but i think what excites me the most is how we're using it so i mean it started off where it was just we just share like we upload a photo and hope for the best right uh or we then upload videos and we hope for the best right what i love is that you've got these two parts, influencers and creators who are like this new economy where influencer and creators are able to use these platforms as a career. Like this is how they get paid. This is this is it, right? And I love that creators and influencers are helping to shape and you've got the platforms like the TikToks and the Instagrams of the world that are also trying to work together to make it a platform so that people can create content and make a living off of it. The other side that I get really excited about, and this probably goes to to my first point and sort of my roots in terms of I love shopping, right? And I love technology. And so where the platform is now is this place where you can do it all. Like I can discover new brands, discover new products, discover new services on one platform, and I can actually buy on that platform. And so for me, why I get excited is because what we used to use as like brick and mortar and what we think about as e-commerce is we've got to almost disrupt that, right? Because it's no longer about going to a website to buy. It's no longer just going to a brick and mortar to buy. I can do that on Instagram. I can do that on TikTok. I can do that on Snapchat. And then you've got this younger generation that has always grown up on technology. So for them, I don't know that they care about where they buy. They just want it to be really easy. And I compare that to when you think about like traditional television, right? Today, it's no longer about like, we have to almost redefine what TV is. Like TV is no longer the traditional sense of what it is. It's the size of the screen. It's dependent on the user, whether it's my mobile phone or whether it's this large flat screen and it's, streaming right like that's really it but that for me is what tv has become and so when i think about platforms it's the same right we need to rethink and that's what i get excited about and that's what i mean about this future about what shopping in a store or shopping on a website is it's got to change right because people are doing it straight on social media so that's where i get excited is that it keeps disrupting not only just the platform you're on but it disrupts other industries like retail and brick and mortar. And that's what I get excited about. It's, it's you know, and then you've got this generation that's coming and they're gonna reshape it. And that's, I can't wait till they do that. Like they're gonna reshape it into something that maybe you and I never expected. And I can't wait mm. to see what that looks like. Well, it's all very exciting, but I think what we have to realize is that, like you said, mm. just hoping to put something out there as a business and hoping that it's gonna be successful doesn't always fly. So how no. important is it to have a strategy? Mm, very. So I'd say even in, it, it's funny because just like teaching as well, same kind of idea. It's always about, we, we're so used to the output, like, oh, there's a 
post on Instagram and I'm going to do a tweet on Twitter and I'm going to do a video on YouTube or whatever that may be. But it it does not happen without a strategy. Like you absolutely need a plan. You, you need to understand what it is that you're trying to deliver on. Like what is your business about? Right? Never lose sight of that. Like, is it really about making money or is it something else? Right. And then from there, it's also building up the strategy in terms of understanding the platforms that you want to be on as a business. How are your consumers engaging on that platform? Like never lose sight of that. And then building out the right content that you know is going to not only be something that is engaging and your audience will respond well with, but also is going to deliver on your end goals. And, and sometimes when I talk about that, people are like, well, and I'm like, you're a business. At the end of the day, you're there to either make money, save money, or you're a service and you're trying to provide some good or do other things. But there is an ultimate goal that we all have for our business. And if you don't have a strategy in place, then what you're going to do is just post ad hoc on these social platforms. And then you're going to say, well, I told you social media doesn't work. Well, actually it does, but it won't work if you don't have a strategy in place, right? But if you have a strategy in place, you can deliver on revenue, you can deliver on savings, you can deliver on better, you know, brand sentiment, like all of those things that we care about, you can absolutely deliver on with social media. But if you don't have a strategy in place, it won't happen. And then many, I won't, you know, no names, but many will blame the platforms versus saying, well, maybe our strategy wasn't in place. Maybe our strategy wasn't solid. Hence why the output is what it is. So yeah, I 100% agree with you. Strategy is so, I'd rather spend a lot of time on the strategy and less time on the other stuff because you'll, it'll all work. Right, but you really need to make sure that you feel good about your strategy. Um, so, yeah. And how important. do you measure that? How do you measure that strategy? Yeah. So, so that's for, a really I, interesting one, right? Yeah. Like, how do you measure? Yeah. It? So, no, it's a, it's a really great question. I think just like just like everything in business, you have to put sort of either a KPI or a, a measurement goal in place. So, if I'm saying that I'm building a strategy, and my my purpose of using social media is to decrease certain costs, let's say customer support costs, it's to increase revenue by X and it's to acquire, you know, X amount of emails, write that down, right? Like, and then you build out everything to ladder up to that. And this way everyone's accountable. And I think, you know, we kind of lose sight of that sometimes because we feel like, oh, well, and I'm like, you're a business. And unless you put real numbers behind it, how do you know if you were successful or not, right? I, I mean, I would never want like any team that I led, I never want to set them up for failure. So if we don't align on what that output should be, like whatever that number is, then they shouldn't go forward doing anything because they're going to always fail because they don't know what they're trying to achieve. Right. So make it really easy, put numbers and then you measure. And the beauty of businesses is that, you know, it's ever it's evolving. So you use your historical data see what worked, what didn't work, and you just keep building on it. But I I mean, for me, it feels like it's business 101 that we sometimes lose sight of when it comes to social media. And for me, it's like, well, you shouldn't. You need to measure, just like you measure anything in business, you should do the same for social media, um, but do it before and not after the fact. And right, plan, 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 plan. 100%, 100%, yeah, 100%. So let me ask you something. So these are really mm. great things. I think we have to have another conversation. Um, totally. <laughs> like I'm thinking like a master class. We, we need to have a okay. master class on this. Um, so let's get, put that on the list of to do's for Thanks. us. Um, for sure. But you know, so you're in a really exciting career. Um, you know, are there opportunities for women in this career? Like, are you, mm. you know, um, technology right is underrepresented yeah. by women but digital marketing is it more women men or you know is there room for growth for women um you know what does that space look like because i really don't know yeah no that's a it, it really good question i'd say that in digital marketing i've seen both and this is where i do feel that it's it's got that sort of balance um and sometimes it depends on the industry where it might be skewed more one versus the other um, but I'd say that a definite opportunity, I mean, in terms of the classes that I'm leading, 
got good representation of women and they then come out of it, graduate and get jobs, right? So I think, and even just the teams I've led in any of the industries, there's been lots of women in those in, in those teams, all within digital marketing. So I think what's great about it is that it's one where if you love technology and you love content, you don't have to give up one or the other. You can sort of bring the two together and do exceptionally well. Um, and the beauty of digital marketing for any woman out there that's excited about it is that regardless of the industry that you want to be in, digital marketing is there. So it's it's one where if you love digital marketing, it's not like, well, I can only do that in film. Absolutely not. You name that industry, digital marketing is part of it. So I think it opens up a lot of doors for women and that is really exciting. All industries. All industries, yes. And I, and I, I I've come from probably, various industries. I've come from various industries and I'd say all of them had digital marketing as part of it. So I can think of some underrepresented industries where I haven't okay. seen a lot, like mm, okay. construction and mining yep. and transportation. There's yep. still a lot of growth in those industries, right? For sure. So For any sure. business um, should have a digital marketing strategy, period, because that's where customers are. Yeah. And I would say this could also be, I mean, I'll always look at it as I try to flip everything and look at it as opportunities. So you're right. There's there's industries that are not represented, right? When we think about in terms of women in general. But I think this is an opportunity where women can sort of lead the way in terms of, okay, so you've got construction as an industry or mining as an industry. Digital marketing is important. It's going to help you as a brand to tell your story. It's going to help you to raise awareness. It's going to help you to bring money, whatever clients, whatever it is that you're trying to do. And as a woman, you can bring that to an industry where women are not represented and, and lead the way, right? So I think it can work as an advantage to women to sort of get themselves into industries where they're not maybe represented as they should be but they can be with this sort of entryway and that entryway is digital marketing, if, if that makes sense. It makes total sense because I see opportunities all over. I'm a, as you know, a glass half full, not half empty, always. Right. Yes. And I'm like, run ladies, run. There's opportunities, especially when I Absolutely. see those stats. That for me is opportunity, not anything 100%. else. And those skills are so transferable. Yes. That can be transferable where you could be a trailblazer in these underrepresented industries because of all of the experience that you have. So it's super exciting. I get super pumped about it um, and about the opportunities that are available for women to really carve their own path. So yes, cool. that's exactly it. They need to. Yeah, because we can't always wait for others, right? So if you if the opportunity presents itself, make your own path. Awesome. So it sounds like you might have a few um, really rock star female um, you know, leaders that you look up to. So who are those women uh, that you, that really inspire you, G? That in, oh, that inspire me. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. So, oh, good question. I'd say, oh, you know, you put me on the spot because I do have a couple. Mm. Okay. Oh, how about how about this one? Because I did put no, you on I do have by asking. No, no, question. but I do have a couple. What are the traits even that inspire you about female leaders? That because we all learn something so valuable from women, from other women doing great things. So, mm -hmm. what inspires you from other female leaders? And if you can think of her name, because I put you on the spot, it's like. I yeah, what I had for okay. breakfast when somebody asked. No, no, sorry about that. Yeah, um, I'd say for me, it, in terms of of women that inspire, just in 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 general, I'd say really, I if, if you're a woman that sort of leads by example, that's important for me, right? Like really important for me. For me, it's about women who are not afraid to sort of take this sort of unconventional path right like really just just do it like yeah. it, it's not about sort of well I'm expected to do this it, it's not that um and for me a true a true leader a woman that inspires is one that can sort of be very disruptive 
Um, I love that when when a woman can sort of be very disruptive in, in whatever it is that they decide to do and really are not afraid to. And if they are, they're not afraid to show it, right? For me, I love that sort of transparency and that sort of openness of, of women um, or women leaders, if you will. And I'd say also one that can still be very kind, be very genuine, like if they, if, you know, not can still sort of have their sort of be a mom, be a sister, be whatever that is while still doing leading, like whatever, whatever they're leading, whether it's an, an organization, maybe multiple companies, um, maybe it's a country, right? Um, that for me is important. Um, and understanding that they, they don't get there alone, right? Um, and with that, it's about this, this giving back. Uh, I'm a big believer of, you know, we as women need to support other women. And, you know, we, if we don't, then we can't have this expectation of others doing it, right? Again, lead by example. So if you're not gonna support other women, how are you gonna get others to support women? So, um, yeah. Um, and just kind of like, just really down to earth. Like I, I'm a big, like love when there's no pretentiousness in the room. I want them to just be very genuine um caring and very smart um you know i want to learn and if i can learn from people then that excites me um and again i'm not thinking of the women i mean michelle obama always comes to mind there's just something oh i love who doesn't michelle we love her she's always there yeah there's just something about her presence that you know never matter you see her through instagram and there's just something that is just so inspiring and for her to be able to do that and not even in the same country haven't even seen her from a distance it's telling right it means that she's doing something right uh the fact that she's able to inspire other women who have never ever ever met her um, or been in the same room as her so there's something about her but there are others i feel so bad that i just can't really think of it top of mind i am Maybe because there's many, but I think you've described (laughs) so many women that I know, yourself included. You've just described so many women that I know. And those are the women that we rub shoulders with every single day that are really dancing to the beat of their own drum, that are intentionally trying to make an impact and do good in the world. But selfless, they will share their information there's no competition there and so you just described i think the network that we have with these amazing women and you know the culture is is there because they believe in championing for other women and that's so so important by the way i have to say that i have met michelle obama i have met her and she is amazing so i have a whole story about michelle obama i gave her my string I couldn't take anything in there and it was a, a very symbolic string and the string was really about how everything in life um happens for reasons so if you look mm-hmm. back in the very beginning you know it's never a straight path it's always zigzag yes and so i took it off a great big spool and it was part of my talks that I did in 2017 or very early on and I would I wrapped a little knot in it and I thought I'm going to give Michelle a, a piece of this string because it seems really insignificant but on the bigger picture we are all connected we don't we meet each other you and I and the person that you meet even at the gas station um, and you have those chats with them it's really important, right? And being present and really intentional. You don't know that today, tomorrow, next year, or 10 years from now, but there's a reason that we meet each other. So I yeah. gave that string and I said, Michelle, there's a reason that we're meeting today. And literally the, um, who is it? The security guard said, ma'am, you can't take anything in there. Cause I had all sorts of stuff. I had a little oh, gift bag for her and right. everything. And then I'm like, well, they're not going to find this. And I stuffed the string in my bra nice. and I went in and I pulled it out gracefully and gave it to her. Anyways, yeah, she Excellent. is totally cool. Oh, good. And, and literally they were like, okay, you're spending too much time with that lady. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, it was a great experience. I just had to share. No, and I appreciate that. I'm glad that sort of what 
I'm thinking and envisioning of her is real. So it's yeah. not just this facade like, that I see on through Instagram. Yeah. Excellent. She didn't mind that I Excellent. pulled the string out of my bra and gave it to her and told her the little story behind it. She was very Excellent. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. That's excellent. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. It was a great moment. Honestly, I hope one day I'm able to, um, you know, rub shoulders with her again and tell her what happened after that day, because that's mm. part of the story. Yes. Anyway, podcast. We have lots of stuff to talk about, Di. Um, you know, I want to talk about a couple things. Setting yourself up for success. We talk about strategy for social media. But yeah. How do women set each other up for sex? I, success? That almost came out like a dirty word. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's okay. Got where uh, you were going. <laughs> right? Um, what do you set up like on the daily basis? What's one non-negotiable for you to set yourself up for success? Mm, gotcha. I think, yeah. So for me, the everyday, well, I mean, there, there's a few things like, on a personal level, I'm always about, I need to always learn. Like I am a big believer, regardless of where you are in your career, there's always an opportunity to learn, whether it's from other people, whether it's from things you read online, whether it's from books, whatever that may be, but learning is really, really important for me. And I will take time out every single day to make sure that I'm doing that, whether it's having conversations with people and learning that way, or whether it's just reading and listening to ensure that I never sort of go a day without learning. So that for me is important always. Um, and then always about just staying connected. Like there's so many wonderful people that I've met in my life. And for me, it's always about staying connected and not when I need something, right? I, I'm a believer of just checking in, seeing how they're doing, you know, grabbing virtual coffees or now that we're able to do sort of more in-person coffees. But that connection is really important for me. And I will always maintain that. Um, you know, you've established these relationships and they shouldn't have been, these relationships should not be sort of like a one-off, right? I'm a big believer, you know, you build, learn from each other and continue that relationship ongoing. So that's always important for me. And then always just taking a moment to kind of reflect, right? Whether it's a look back, like, okay, so you had your week to set up like this and you wanted to do all of these things, did you accomplish it? Yes, no. And if you didn't, why didn't you? And is it something that you can just move to the following week and and then go for it, right? Um, and, the other, and the last thing for me is like, I try never to set sort of very rigid sort of boundaries or um, because I feel like if I do that, then I might not see doors that are open because I'm very sort of like, focused and I have to do it this way and only this way. And I think that's helped me um, immensely in my career because so many opportunities that if I sort of said, I'm only going to do this in this like little box, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to, you know, discover blockchain and, and sort of work in blockchain or startups or meet the people that I did or lead the teams that I did if, if I sort of did that. So that that's me and then of course there's other things that sort of come up but the things that I talked about are really not negotiable like I know there seem like a lot there but they're not negotiable um and if I do only that then for me that's success very cool I love how you make room for opportunity because I do that myself as well Mm -hmm. in my calendar there's like blocks of time in my calendar which are just made for opportunities so that I have flexibility yeah. to take opportunities. I think that's really important in a lot of, you know, really successful people that I've had the opportunity that I respect a great deal, mm-hmm. um, share that same sort of um, strategy. And it's, you know, just not being like deadlines are important, but yes. making sure that there's ample room for that opportunity to always exist. Um, yeah. Be intentional about it. Yes. Yes. That's a great way to put it. Okay, so what about self-care? What mm. kind of self-care, daily self-care routine, anything special? Yeah, so um, for me, it's espresso. I, I grew up, I'm, I'm Italian, so lots of coffee. I, and, you know, we all have our sort of vice, but for me, I don't see this advice. Um, so I have that. I go for daily walks every single day, um, even 
through, I'll trek it through snow, I'll trek it through rain, but I will go for my daily walks. And and in so doing, that's where I try to support local. So if, it, if there's any local coffee shop, I'll go there first to just make sure that you're always giving back to the community. Um, and so that always has to happen. And then for me, it's just listening to music or podcasts, like just something different than what I'm doing every single day. Um, and and that I that's my sort of routine. So if there's anything that sort of feels very routine in my life, that's probably it. And, and I'm okay with that. I'm very much okay with that. Yeah. Well, very cool. And you're, the second self-care routine is coffee. Um, actually, I can probably say that. Yeah. That's really important in my life too, because I like my mm. coffee. It might be decaf nowadays, but I still okay. like coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mine's still caffeinated, still black, but it's, it's what makes me smile, right? It's those little things that we always talk about, you know, that sort of, we should never lose sight of. And for me, it's that, but it's, I think it's the entire experience, right? You're going out, sort of unwind, go to a local coffee, talk to the barista, you know, hear their story and then head back to head back to work or head back home. And in these days, it's both the same, one and the same. Well, very cool. And so I'm going to ask you a couple questions here. Um, So we're just coming to the end of our podcast, but, um, you know, we talk about women and the need for women to be recognized. Why is it so important to recognize the achievements of women? Okay. Uh, So this um, might seem a bit repetitive for anyone listening to the podcast is that um, we we need to women need to support each other we need to hold ourselves up we need to acknowledge you know everything it doesn't always have to be like these big accomplishments right um we we need to acknowledge all achievements from women and i think for me it's like if we don't then we can't have this expectation of others doing it for us right and if we don't we're never going to move forward for me, it gets me angry when I see women putting down other women and rather than either staying silent or supporting, right? Because if you if you continuously do that, we are never going to advance. We're only going to move ourselves further back, right? So every time we take five steps forward, we take 10 steps backwards. So we're, we're never going to move. And, um, you know, I, I said it before and I'll say it again, we need to lead by example. And that means support other women right this is not a competition like even within the same organization right when you have like women and it's like almost at each other because they all want to sort of grow within the organization and my thing is how is there not room for all of you to grow within that same organization and I think you'll grow faster if you actually push each other and you know work together to to not necessarily climb a ladder I don't mean it that way but whatever growth looks like for you within that organization so yeah it's really important and I it's sad to say that it's still not at where we should be and celebrate at every single level absolutely absolutely yeah and like remove title yeah remove remove titles from it yeah remove titles and just celebrate accomplishments from all women at all levels because they're all important right you can't have certain levels with other levels not existing right so all accomplishments are important yay women yes absolutely women drive change they do that's a great shirt i just i I can only see parts of it but thank you for doing that so there we go is that lovely yes women drive change and i think this is the decade for women to drive that change. And so it's going to happen because of leaders like yourself that are passionate and, you know, lead by example yourself. And that's what everybody needs to do is everyone plays a role to support her. So um, with that said, how important is it for our male allies Mm. to be welcome to the conversation? Uh, uh, Very like it. And I say that, and I say that because for me in sort of my career path, they've been very, very supportive, right? In terms of really trying to open doors, um, support me in things that I sort of want to do, need to do. Um, and I think this is, in order for women to advance, we need to do this together, right? And it's not about just women doing it, it's about all of us doing this together. 
Um, and for me, I always maintain those allies, right? They've been really supportive and to say just because they're men, they shouldn't be is wrong. It's, it's just people in general, I think they just need to support women and that's how we all move forward. And support women when they're not even in the room. And that's what uh, really supports yes. men and yes. women, even when she's not in the room, support her. Correct. Yeah, that's a great way. Yeah, for sure. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure okay. to chat with you. you. And I know that in the green room, if I can share this as well with our listeners, we had a little talk about, you know, how hard it is to actually talk about ourselves. Mm. Yes. And I, I don't want to leave this podcast without actually talking about that just a little bit, because I think it's really important. It's, it's not about, you know, when we choose to step into the spotlight and, you know, especially, you know, being the brand, the personal brand for your personal, as well as for your business, it's not about ego. It's, it's about paving the path for others to follow and even sharing your own personal story was that easy or did you find that a little bit was it fun mm, yeah very so, knowledge no you're right like in in hindsight so after that it it was a lot easier than i thought and i think because i'm always about if anything i say can help others then i'm more than happy and willing to share knowledge right so and share my story if it can inspire even just one person then i feel like i've done i've done good so well, I think you did a great job. And Thank you. I think that through you leading by example, we're going to pave the path for many more women to do the same. And it's been such a treat um, having you on the Woman of Inspiration podcast. Of course, my last question is always, what is a woman of inspiration to you? Your definition. Ooh, of what is a woman of inspiration? Yeah, just oh, your definition mm. of a woman of inspiration. Hmm. A woman of inspiration. Oh, um, I. If, if I were to say who's a woman of inspiration without using the word inspiration, you know what? It, it's someone that I I can look up to. It's someone that you know makes me feel good about what it is that I'm doing. It's someone that makes me think. It's someone that can challenge me. You know, it's someone that if I fall will help me sort of bring me up and sort of walk with me. Um, it's someone that will allow me to lead and doesn't always feel like they have to lead, right? So um, trying to use words that are not inspire, but at the end of the day, many women do inspire. And I think the one thing is that they don't always have to have this sort of like executive title, this sort of like leader of a country. You can have so many different women who inspire you through their actions and words. Um, so. I just want that to be said because I feel like there's this th this this notion that they have to be sort of of, of a certain stature, if you will. And I, I don't believe that's the, the case at all. Well, that's beautiful. And you know that I'm um, you're preaching to the choir here on that level, yeah. because I truly believe that women of inspiration walk with us every single day and they're the everyday heroes um, yes. that are in our communities, our workplaces um, every day. So thank you so much for a great interview. And how can our listeners get a hold of you, Di, if they're interested about learning more about the work that you do? Oh, well, first, thank you so much uh, for having me here. It's been it's been wonderful. Um, yeah, big heart on that one. Uh, to reach me, I'd say you can find me on any social platform. And I usually go by just at Di Gallo. So if you do that, you'll find me on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and on Twitter. Awesome. And LinkedIn, if they do contact you on LinkedIn, say that they heard the podcast. Yes. Um, and what we love our listeners to do is if you have enjoyed this Woman of Inspiration podcast, share it with your entire network and tell them to share it. That's how we're truly going to raise the bar um, to champion for sure. women um, and to support her. So thank you, Di, for such a thank great you. conversation. It was really a lot of fun. I look forward to continuing this with, um, Please. I think we need to have a masterclass all about the digital marketing piece because it is so powerful. There's so it much is. information and um, yeah, you're an expert in that industry, my dear. So thank you so much for sharing everything with us and our listeners today. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Di. Thank you. Bye. Bye.